Hello once again, WWE fans. My name's Big Fish. This is Creative Control. So here we are, the night after the go-home show of Monday Night Raw for Extreme Rules, which is... Everybody knows it, it, it's a throwaway pay-per-view. It's a gimmick pay-per-view. Um, never anything. There's never anything special that happens at Extreme Rules. It, it's literally packed with rematches um, from Payback, uh, and usually Payback is just a follow-through from WrestleMania. So we have gotten nothing. We have nothing of any kind of importance. Um, from here on that, from here on in, WWE needs to be all about building SummerSlam to be the best fucking pay-per-view possible after the garbage we got with WrestleMania. They have seven matches on the card presently, one's on the pre-show. That sets up pretty perfectly if, if matches are given proper time limits, Okay. God knows storytelling nowadays sucks, okay? Their storylines, they're not personal. They're not genuine. Therefore, we generally don't give a shit. Most of the time, they're dragged on, which is fine if if the feud is personal, okay? If it becomes personal, we can get invested in that. WWE has not done that, really. Um, the other thing that, that has really pissed me off that they've done... Uh, so far uh, in the next fiscal year of WWE seasons, I, I guess you could say. Um, literally the night after WrestleMania, as far as I'm concerned, sets up the new fiscal year. Bringing up guys like uh, Apollo Crews makes no sense. Uh, Apollo Crews was not ready for a call-up, in my opinion. He, great fucking performer. Perfect in the ring. He really had more to do in NXT, though. Uh, I always saw him as being the next big champion there. Um, WWE obviously didn't feel that way. And, and in a way, I, I feel like Vince McMahon is ripping all this talent away from NXT really to, to try to make it sink. I, I feel like he's trying to make it less popular. It's the only thing I can come up with with... I mean, he brings Tyler Breeze up, who deserved to come up. Does nothing with him. Uh, Bo Dallas, same thing. He came up a couple years ago. Has done nothing with him, really. Other than the Shield guys, uh, Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn is getting somewhat of a good push. But, I mean, he he should have been up a year and a half to two years before he actually got called up. Um, now we got Dana Brooke up. Dana Brooke wrestled maybe... Uh, eight matches, ten matches in NXT. And I always saw her as being the next NXT women's champion in that picture. Um, tearing all these all these people apart from that brand just really doesn't help anybody, I don't think. I don't see I don't see the positive side uh, of it at all. Um, but anyways, we're gonna go over the uh, extreme rules card. I have a few notes for each match that I just kind of want to get across. Um, first match, it's it's a pre, it's on going to be on the pre-show. It's a no disqualification match between Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin. This is the third time that they've uh, met in the ring. Uh, Corbin uh, beat 
Ziggler clean on Raw. And uh, we all saw that Doran Payback uh, also on the pre-show that uh, Baron Corbin lost to a roll-up to Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler has really been used as a get-over guy. And he deserves much better. Uh, I look at Dolph Ziggler as one of the best performers in the company. And he's being used as a get-over guy. It doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense uh, to me that his worth is not being um, exploited at all. Baron Corbin, on the other hand, this is the uh, first match that... He, the first rival, I should say, that he's had. I like the rivalry. I'm just not a... Uh, I'm not... I don't know. This this match is not personal. The, again, the storyline's not personal. This match does not at all qualify for something that should be no disqualification. Um, it, it's just going to be a pre-show spectacle. In this match, Corbin needs to win. And he's going to have to... He needs to look strong in, in beating Dolph Ziggler. Uh, the tricky part for... For Corbin here is, if he is to beat Ziggler, where do you go from there? And, I, I mean, honestly, you could throw him, you know, feed Titus O'Neil to him maybe. We, we're two matches away from SummerSlam. I don't know what they have for Corbin uh, at SummerSlam, if anything. Um, you could feed him Titus O'Neil. You got Darren Young walking around now with Bob Backlund as his life coach. You, I mean, you could you could do that and, and kind of get him involved there. Um, what I don't want to see is him necessarily go up against the likes of the Big Show or Kane, uh, Mark Henry, and I don't want to see any of that trash. But at the same time, you can't you can't put him up against a guy that you also want to push. You can't put him against a guy that also needs a win. This is where they drop the ball with Bray Wyatt all, all the time. Bray Wyatt needs multiple wins. But he, he needs momentum when he comes back um, off, the, off the DL here. And I don't have any faith in WWE that they're going to do the right thing here. A lot of the times when guys get injury prone, and Ziggler is kind of an example for, uh, of this, when he did get his championship push, um, he ended up getting hurt. And, and unfortunately, that, that kind of um, started a downward spiral where WWE was really not backing him, saying that he was kind of a China doll. Um, that caused negative heat um, and, and where Ziggler spoke out. And since then, it really has been, it hasn't been good for Ziggler. Um, I'm shocked that he even signed the contract he did. But long story short, uh, Corbin needs a win. He needs to look strong. I, I, I would personally like to see him uh, in a feud with Randy Orton. When Randy Orton comes back, I think that would be the best way to go about it. Orton's a name. Orton's legitimate. Um, if Corbin's going to move along the lines here of really, really good feuds with good in-ring technicians that can kind of lead a match with him and also make him look strong. I think that's the way to go. On the flip side, where does Ziggler go in a losing effort? I think everybody wants to see him as a heel at this point. He's a good heel. B 
being a face does nothing for him at all. Um, that being said, it, it looks like he probably is going to remain a face. And if that's the case, I can see um, Chris Jericho being my first choice to feud against against Ziggler. But again, the storytelling needs to be perfect. It's going to have to have really, really good um, storylines to make sense and to get fans invested in that. Um, you could throw him against the Wyatts, whereas Ziggler's kind of this pretty boy. Everything that Bray Wyatt is kind of uh, rebelling against. So Wyatt comes back from injury. They're not going to throw him in a main event scene, whereas he just came off the uh, injury reserve. You could put him in a feud with Ziggler for a little bit. Um, that could be interesting. Next match is uh, Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho in an asylum match. What the fuck's an asylum match? It's a steel cage painted black with a bunch of garbage hanging from it. it this is this is. I, I, I'm speechless. I am speechless. I, I would I would I would beg to guess that not one of those weapons will even be fucking used. I, I, and it doesn't even. Nobody even cares. I, like nobody cares if any of those weapons are used on either one of these guys because neither nobody knows why these guys are fighting, and that's kind of the WWE just kind of says, "Oh, it's Ambrose, so he's a lunatic, so he rubs people the wrong way." So yeah, we'll just put him in a feud with anybody, and it makes sense. No, it doesn't. It makes zero sense. I love Dean Ambrose. I love what he brings to the table. Love his entrance. I love his look. Um, I love his move set. I, lo- I love his theme song. I, but for whatever reason, I hate his feuds. I own three Dean Ambrose T-shirts. I buy T-shirts of the guys that aren't really being pushed um, because merchandise matters. If a guy sells a lot of merch, a lot of the times they get pushed. Um, that's one of the ways I go about trying to push talent or dictate who, who gets pushed. For whatever reason, I hate his feuds, though. They just, none of them have made sense to me. I don't know why he fights anybody. And, and it, I don't know. And the other the other part of it is, why is Jericho still here? I don't, I don't get it. I, I figured, it, you know, WrestleMania would come and go and he'd be gone. Why is this guy still here? It doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. I don't know. I, who Who wins? Dean Ambrose has to win this match. If Dean Ambrose loses this match, then holy shit. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, where, where, where could they possibly go from here? Uh, heading towards SummerSlam. You know, I, I with Ambrose it's tough because it seems like he's feuded with every single person on the roster that is worth a damn. You don't want to see a repeat of people he's he's already feuded against, even though none of them have made any kind of fucking sense. I have a feeling Styles is going to be there. I think uh, if AJ, you know, moves more towards the uh, heel side, which it seems like he will, um, and we'll get there, but... I mean, I think AJ Styles would be there for Andrew Ambrose maybe to feud against um, him in the club, which is, oh, my God. You might as well just called them fucking, I don't even, any name would have been better than the club. 
Okay, like you could have called them the genital herpes, and that would have been like more vicious sounding than the club. I don't get it. Uh, where does Jericho go from here? As far as I'm concerned, Ziggler, Cesaro, maybe. I mean, he. The only reason he could possibly still be on the roster is to give us good quality matches. Those are two guys that he can certainly work with. But again, storylines need to be there. If the storylines are not there, nobody cares. I don't know what creative writers don't get. You don't have to be a fan of professional wrestling or the WWE to write this shit. Specifically, if you're a creative writer, okay, you, you, everybody that works for WWE is there out of college, okay? Like their their career, their major, their their degree is in creative writing. Yet what we see, there's nothing creative about it, okay? And, and a lot of that is is because it's too scripted. But we need to see more brawls, uh, you know, locker locker room clearing brawls. Something to make us give a flying fuck about feuds where titles aren't on the line. Next match, New Day versus the VOD Villains. Uh, New, Day's, New Day wins this match, period. Uh, VOD Villains get next to no reaction. I like the VOD Villains. I, I dig what they're, what they're doing. You, you know, them getting a championship match already, you pushed them too far way too early. Um, these guys, quite honestly, need to um, be in feuds with the Lucha Dragons, with the Shining Stars. Uh, welcome to Puerto Rico. And, uh, you know, Golden Truth and those minor type type teams before they can really sustain any kind of legitimacy. Um, there's really nothing more I have to say about this match at all. Uh, I'm sure it'll be an entertaining match. I don't think it's going to be a great wrestling match, but I think it'll it, it'll be entertaining because um, it, it's really like a gimmicky type thing uh, with the VOD villains and the New Day really too. You know, New Day just goes out there and has fun. So I'm interested in seeing, you know, what happens, but I don't really – the New Day is – they're going to win. VOD villains are not going to be the new champions. Um, New Day is going to hold these belts at least till SummerSlam. So, I mean, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Kalisto versus uh, Rusev for the United States Championship. Listen, this belt has to this belt has to leave Kalisto. Kalisto has done nothing, nothing for the United States Championship. And Kalisto's a, he's great in the ring, great performer. But he is worth more being in the team of the Lucha Dragons than he ever will be as a solo wrestler right now. Okay. Monday Night Raw last night, he came out here. Uh, he came out in the ring. And he's doing his little Lucha thing, throwing his fist in the air. Nobody is saying anything. Nobody's chanting with him. Okay. Nothing. Nothing is happening. Nothing. Rusev, who's the number one contender, he won the Battle Royal to determine that. I, I've heard I've heard a lot of different things. I've heard people saying, you know, Apollo Crews needs to win this. Baron Corbin needs to win this. Um, Zack Ryder needs to win this. Uh, my, my boy JD from New York said all three of those guys need to win this at one point. 
And you know what? Rusev leaving the League of Nations, I told you months ago, he was going to benefit the most from the depart the, the disbanding of the League of Nations. He was the one out of all those guys that was going to get a big push. I get that he's not really considered a monster anymore. I understand. WWE does this all the time. They hit the reset button and they say, hey, let's just act as though Rusev never lost the United States Championship. Let's erase it all. And that's including John Cena's run, which was a good run. I, I, don't, I disagree with people saying that the U.S. Open Challenge was the best thing on Raw. The best thing on Raw, U.S. Open Challenge. Bullshit. How the fuck is that the best thing on Raw if you know John Cena's going to win? No, no one was going to beat him. The guy would have U.S. Open Challenge, but he's advertised to defend the championship against Kevin Owens at the next pay-per-view. So we are to believe that fucking Heath Slater or Jack Swagger or Neville is going to beat him for the belt? Come on, man. Use your head. Seriously. Um, Kalisto coming out of this. He's uh, First of all, Rusev is going to win the championship. Uh, he's going he's gonna to beat Kalisto. Um, I hope it's... I pray to God that it's at extreme rules. If not, they'll have a rematch at Money in the Bank and he'll beat him there. Um, going forward, Kalisto needs to go back to the Lucha Dragons. The tag team division right now is hot. Lucha Dragons are a top four team now uh, in in the tag team division. That's where he needs to be. That that's where he needs to stay. Um, Rusev leaving this. I have a, a little fantasy booking to do here. Um, whether I, I think at Money in the Bank, we can set up a thing where Big Cass. Or, or, you know, yeah, you could give Kalisto his rematch. I, I mean, I would give Kalisto his rematch on Raw and lead to go into Money in the Bank where Big Cass, who doesn't have Enzo back yet, and a New Day member, I would pick Kofi Kingston personally, um, challenge Rusev for the United States Championship. And they kind of go at it, you know. This sets up a storyline between Big Cass and one of the members of the New Day. So when Enzo does come back, you have you already have a little bit of you know personal uh, vendetta right going on between the New Day and in, uh, and in the team of Enzo and Cass. So you can put them in a championship match at SummerSlam and have it make sense. Okay, put them in a triple threat match. At Money in the Bank, Big Cass, Kofi Kingston, they kind of cancel each other out. Rusev gets the win here, okay? He then moves into Battleground where, I, you know, he's still battling with a member of the New Day. This time maybe it's not Kofi Kingston. Maybe it's freaking Woods or, or Langston, whoever, okay? Just to put Rusev on the card, give him a, a, a defense. Either way you look at it, Rusev needs to hold this belt for the next few months, where he will fight Neville, who should already be a United States or, or Intercontinental Champion. Um, it sucks that he had an injury on a friggin' baseball slide. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on with that ring. Something, Something's wrong with it. But Neville 
needs to be in he needs to be a crucial part of that mid card, especially with what's going on right now presently with the big names of the mid card that are right on the cusp of being main event stars. So what I would do is look forward, right? You can set up your tag team uh, championship feud for SummerSlam using Rusev and the United States Championship. All in all, though, you're pushing Rusev to fight Neville uh, one-on-one for the United States Championship at SummerSlam. That's a good match. Neville would then beat him at SummerSlam. Rusev beats Kalisto this weekend. Next up, what do I got here? I got the uh, submission match. Ric Flair can't come down to the ring. Charlotte versus Natalia. Oh, boy. Um, I, I really believe that Natalia deserves a good run as women's champion. I really believe that. I don't think with what is kind of in store and what, what's kind of stirring right now, it's the right time for that to happen. I don't think anybody believes she's going to beat her. Um, there's going to be some... Ric Flair's going to be in this match one way or another. It's going to be it's going to be kind of screwy. I, ha, I have a, a strong suspicion that it's going to be stupid. Um, I'm going to go with Charlotte, obviously, to retain this championship. The next person to be her is going to end up probably being Sasha Banks. Um, that'll probably happen at SummerSlam. I will throw caution to the wind here, okay? Paige came to the main roster very young, okay? She was 22-23. Sasha Banks right now is 23-24, something like that. A lot of us are already sick of seeing Paige, and she's only been up like two weeks. I mean, she's only been up like two years, and we've already had enough, you know? We've already kind of, oh, God, Paige is back, you know? That can happen to Sasha, too. I'm telling you, you got to watch. The company needs to watch pushing these friggin' young girls and guys. Okay? You got to watch it. Because the average career of a male WWE superstar is 20 to 25 years. Okay? For the women, it's more like 10 to 15. It's going to come, come a point in time where we're not going to want to see her. On our TV for the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, she's great now. But 10 years from now, enough might be enough. So I'm just throwing that out there. Charlotte will beat Natalia. I think she probably uh, has a feud with Paige again um, before she meets Sasha Banks at SummerSlam. Um, That's what we got to look forward to there. Uh, And and, uh, let me just point out, too, it almost seems as though maybe Charlotte won't be women's champion at SummerSlam. I don't know if anybody caught this, but it's kind of like the writing on the wall. It almost seems like WWE is trying to tease us with a Stephanie McMahon-Charlotte match at SummerSlam. Um, It it kind of seems that way to me, like they're making us think that way anyways, you know? Um, It'll be interesting how, how everything works out. As long as we get two quality women's matches on the SummerSlam card, we can't complain, regardless of who the competitors are. I want to go next to... This is the best thing that WWE has going right now. It's the fatal four-way for the IC Championship. Um, 
You got Owens, you got Zayn in there. It's a personal feud, personal rival, rivalry right there, okay? And everybody is digging it, okay? Nobody really, really... I think The Miz is probably the overlooked superstar in this whole thing. Um, Cesaro's there, but deserves better than the IC Championship. He, he needs to be a main event superstar. Done. That I mean, that's all I have to say about that. Um, anyway, that disagrees with me you know nothing about wrestling um kevin owens is so good at what he does that he he it's hard not to cheer for him he is bar none the best at his job right now with what he's doing in wwe i love zane also i love cesaro i i love the miz right now playing that kind of uh dastardly heel you got maurice out in the the you know ringside and she's going to help him get over as a heel they're going to be able to win uh in cheap ways and stuff like that i dig that um this match as much as i want to say kevin owens walks out ic champion and it would almost make sense if he if he did i can't get over i just can't get past the miz being so overlooked among these four guys, okay? Everybody knows Cesaro. He's got the Cesaro section. And everybody go on WWEshop.com and buy your Cesaro section T-shirt. Get the guy pushed. He needs to sell merch. Um, Sami Zayn and Owens, they have their own thing going on, which makes you kind of believe they could cancel each other out. I'm going that I'm going with the Miz to win this match, and if, if that happens, I have to believe that he's going to have this belt for another couple of months. Um, this is kind of my wild card pick um, because I'll be rooting for Owens. I don't think no, I'm picking the Miz, but um, I'm going with the Miz to to steal this one. Then we get the main event. Who cares? Nobody fucking cares. Nobody fucking cares. This is awful. This is terrible. I legit watched um, Payback, and I watched Roman Reigns kick out of two phenomenal forearms, kick out of the Styles Clash, okay, kick out of um, Gallows and Anderson's finishing move, whatever the fuck that thing is called. It is brutal, whatever it is. And then just get up, not sell the move at all, just get up. And Superman punched the shit out of AJ Styles, Spear, done. I am so sick of the Super Cena, Superman bullshit. We we had 10 years of it, it seems, with John Cena. He's still around, okay? I don't care about this feud. I don't care about this match. I don't care about this match. I don't care if there's a major comeback during this match. None. I don't care if there's a major debut during this match. None of it fucking matters to me. I hate Roman Reigns. I respect the hell out of AJ Styles. They're not going to get him over against Roman Reigns. So it does not matter. You're wasting his talent. Yep, you prepped up Gallows and Anderson. They were on your website with uh, AJ Styles and Nakamura when you announced that you signed the Bullet Club. You didn't sign the Bullet Club. Shut the fuck up. The, the, you didn't sign the Young Bucks. You didn't sign uh, uh, Tama, 
uh, Tonga and, and uh, whatever. He used to be Camacho. It's Haku's kids. You didn't sign them. You didn't sign Omega. You did not sign the Bullet Club. You signed four guys. And Nakamura was never in the fucking Bullet Club. Frustrating. Uh, Nakamura's getting success in NXT. AJ Styles gets a huge pop when he enters the Royal Rumble. I don't think he's won a match since on pay-per-view. Who cares? Gallo and Anderson, they're buried. They're just buried. If one guy can just beat the living fuck out of these two guys, how are we supposed to take them serious in a tag team situation when they're fighting two guys? I hate Roman Reigns. And Vince McMahon, fuck you. Okay? Listen up, you old senile fuck. Because you don't give a flying fuck what anybody that has supported your company as fans for years on end thinks about your company. You're going to do what you're going to want to do. Disgusting. I don't care about this match. It's gonna it's gonna close the fucking show, and that that's that's disgraceful. That's disgraceful. The IC Championship Fatal Four Way should close this show. That's the most important storyline. It's the best storyline. It's the best match. Has the best talent. That's all I have to say about that. Um, we have uh, NXT Takeover coming up here on June eighth. Um, I'll review. Uh, Extreme Rules and give you kind of like a preview card of uh, that takeover before that happens. That That's my plan. Um, till then, guys, uh, my name's Big Fish, and this has been Creative Control. See you later.